We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number three to get right. We're Reggie KG on 105. Three the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here on this Wednesday night. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey. And the Odyssey app, the truckrate.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053, where we ask the question, what the hell was Bob Huggins doing? Among other things that are happening in the world of college sports, we'll happen to have that discussion here in just a moment here on the Get Right at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at Atula, if you want to get at us on Twitter. The Knicks trying to do everything they can to give away their game against the Miami Heat as the Knicks look to stave off elimination. Stave. With 25 seconds left, it is 109-103. Knicks up by six with 25 seconds left at Madison Square Garden. Immediately following that game, you will have the Lakers and the Warriors game five of that series as the Warriors also looking to stave off elimination. Stave. In game five before uh, to see if they can extend their series going back to Los Angeles. Somehow, Bob Huggins, though, was able to extend his career in West Virginia even after uh, his little situation. Yeah, so I, I, what was that? Okay, just wanted to make sure. Um, I feel like a lot of people have heard about this because Monday on uh, radio on 700 WLW in Cincinnati, um, Bob Huggins, who was formerly Cincinnati University of Cincinnati basketball coach before he took the job at West Virginia, where he's been for a very long time, I believe since 05, um, he joined them on air and he said some uh, pretty downright despicable, if you ask me personally, th- uh, things when it came to um, talking about their rivals, the University of Cincinnati's rival Xavier. And I guess for those people that may not have heard about this, we will play it one more time. Um, if you don't mind, Rodrigo. Now, Steve also tells me that you have the best portal transfers. Have you have you posted any Xavier guys to come to oh, play for West Virginia? Catholics don't do that. <laughs> no, we're, we're above the fracas, aren't we? No problem. Yeah, you, um, absolutely. I mean, you you. I tell you what, any any school that can throw rubber on the floor and then say they didn't do it, by God, they can get away with anything. <laughs> I, 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 rubber. Was this I like think that trans- was at the Crosstown Shootout, wasn't it? I think it was Transgender Night, wasn't it? What? Was that it? It was a, it was a Crosstown Shootout. Yeah, no, what it was was all those f***s, those, those Catholic f***s, I think. So. <laughs> all right. They, 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 were, they were envious they didn't have one. <laughs> well, Steve, your comments about Bob Huggins. Is he the best? He's the, he's the best. 
All right, so um, uh, yeah, the tough thing about this is, well, one, first of all, um, please understand, KG, if we are ever in a situation someone says something reckless and that's the way I handle it, you please slap me. Yeah, that or you, or you hang up the phone. Yeah, um, so th- that's <laughs> wild. But the thing about it is, obviously, he uses a homophobic slur a couple times. Also, you know, we, we get a little bit of a... Religious uh, situations in there, in the way that yeah. he's talking, like a lot of things happening there, and uh, I mean, I think rightfully so. But again, my personal opinion, a lot of folks looked up and were like, "Oh yeah, so that's probably not going to." He's not going to remain at West Virginia because, like, there's a lot of stuff that would be rightfully deemed unacceptable. Well, today we find out. Well, actually, uh, when we found out yesterday, I believe tuesday that uh you know this became public bob huggins himself put out a apology on twitter and um i guess what should have been informative or or at least like um yeah informative to me personally and to a lot of us out there is that bob huggins put out this graphic with his apology also uh the basketball program put out a graphic of the apology so like this is something that the basketball pro- program used their own official medium to uh, put out. And what that should have told us is that, yeah, no, they weren't all that inclined to try and get him out of there because what we found out today is that he will face a suspension of three games, I believe, if I remember correctly. And, yes, three game suspension and a $1 million salary reduction on an amended contract from um, moving from a multi-year deal that he had to now a year-by-year agreement I guess not giving him that security um, after that particular thing. So his salary was previously four point one five million. It'll now be three point one five million, and the one million dollar salary reduction quote will be used to directly support West Virginia University's LBT LGBTQ plus center. I don't know why I had so much trouble with that. Um, and so Huggins will also be required to meet with and work with leaders of the school's on-campus mental health specialists to get counseling of some sort. All yeah, right. Sensitivity training as well with that. Mm-hmm. So this is ultimately the the fallout from that. KG, from your perspective, how do you feel about that being the response from West Virginia? Um, the easy part about this is it's easy to get the part right about condemning what Bob Huggins did. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That's the easy part. The tough part about this is why? Why did Bob Huggins feel comfortable enough to get on radio and say it not once but twice and then the university turn around and not just reduce his salary, which, okay, there's that's one way to go about it. And that's probably like the biggest punishment in, in the ones that have, were levied And if we want to view them as punishments. But I guess for me – a message could have been sent here. If you are serious about protecting communities, one way you can do that is you can show that there's no tolerance for this type of behavior. And one of the ways that you can do that is to show and make an example of Bob Huggins in this case. Now, what he did could have gone to that level. We have seen others, Tom Brenneman, uh, and others be in positions where they have said things on air. Uh, what's the gentleman's name? Glenn Kuyper, I believe is his name, with the the Oakland Athletics. Uh, oh, my it, goodness, I'm forgetting. Um, for what he had said on the broadcast, uh, the Kansas City Royals broadcast. But I think for me, where I go is why Bob Huggins felt comfortable enough on air to do this 
and more importantly, what was West Virginia attempting to say with their message by levying the penalty that they did, suspending him for the three games and reducing his salary? What message are you trying to send? Because I don't know if it was a strong enough one based on what happened here. Yeah, I don't know what message they were trying to send, but the message that they clearly sent was that he he matters enough to this organization, to this university, that we do not want to lose him. And you can take make of that what you will after that, but that was clearly what they what they said. Like we want this guy here, and I, West Virginia is a very particular place in that, like you know, there's not there's not a lot of people in power within the nature, like the the quite the state itself, right? State institution, West Virginia University, and all it takes, in my opinion, is one person of particular power saying, I would prefer if he remains here for this all to shake up in that way. And I imagine the other way, um, somebody of particular power saying he cannot be here probably shakes us up. But it seems like he has, I don't know, the ear or like has the respect of somebody who's like, yo, I would prefer if he remains here. And so that's why they, they have done a lot. They do all of these things to put out in front of us to say, we are trying to make it clear that we are disciplining him, but we do not want to move on from him. And the thing that I found interesting about this is, the word, usage of the word would be one thing. That's part of it. The sentiment behind it is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is a whole level of unacceptable. That we a lot. It's not gained when you just go. He used gay slurs, right? And then on top of that, because there's, the la- co- there's a particular context that he used in, used right. with those. The words. lack of judgment yes. here is kind of fascinating to me for a longtime coach, a very well trained media coach to be to say that, which I find fascinating. Like you are a leader and being incapable of managing yourself brings into question your capability of managing all these things, right? All that to be said, Huggins will remain as the head coach. And that's just something that West Virginia is going to have to grapple with. And I imagine like the students of West Virginia University will have to grapple with. But I also don't want to pretend like this is the worst thing that someone has done and managed to remain. In fact, like if Bob Huggins had been released from West Virginia University in his contract, he would be somewhere else coaching basketball. Maybe not at the same level, but he is very good at coaching basketball. And ultimately, one thing that we find in sports is it's really just how much we are willing to put up with for your, t- you know, in in comparison to your talent or what you do. And I feel like that's something that we cannot say is uh, college sports is uh, immune to. Um, to the 469, they didn't make an example. Why don't you just come out and say what you wanted them to do? Well, they should have fired him. Like, that was my expectation once this happened, that this is intolerable. Because you go to the point about talking about leadership here. You're a figure, a large figure within the university there are certain standards of leadership that come with that so when you cross those lines and you are not responsible with your words no matter if you're on a radio interview or not consequences need to be associated with that to send a message that you're not only protecting the values of your university that you espouse but also the students within those communities that attend that university and for someone of that figure to say those things publicly what message are you sending to the students that attend your university and are felt to be protected by those who are in leadership based on what examples are supposed to be shown by those whom they represent? That, to me, is why Bob Huggins should have lost his job, because you're not espousing the values that you, you say your university is supposed to purport, but more importantly, you're not protecting the students there based on who is representing them. And you have to do that in a public light when you're a basketball coach or a leader of some sort. 
That's where I go with that. Probably the highest paid state employee in West Virginia as well. Um, I don't really want to go back and forth on this because I do have yeah. something else interesting that I would really like to get into when it comes to college sports. But somebody said the man slipped up in auto- once and automatically loses his job. And the reason, the reason why I pointed out the things that I did was because I wanted to make it clear. This is not a I accidentally used an oopsie word. Correct. The sentiment that he was giving is or that he was laying out both when he's talking about a religious group of a group of folks in a religion and a group of folks and with their sexual identity are very clearly there. Like that is not something that you accidentally said, even if you you might say, oh, I mean, I used a word that I wasn't supposed to. The sentiment is not something that could be mis misplaced. Mm -hmm. That was very intentional. And that's the thing that I think was really concerning for me. Understanding that you were in a public place, you were not gotcha'd, right? Like this was something that you chose to do very intentionally. But regardless, mm-hmm. I think that it's really interesting um, in college sports what's happening elsewhere when we talk about we saw a firing of a baseball coach in Alabama. We've seen um, both Iowa and Iowa State um, acknowledge that there are players that uh, are being investigated right now. For uh, gambling, Iowa has 26 student-athletes from five different sports under investigation, while Iowa State has 15 student-athletes from three different sports. Um, and the I, the notion of growing gambling, sports mm-hmm. gambling in our nation, makes this a really interesting perspective because we have uh, this weird, and maybe it's just the timing of it, right? Because we have had instances with, you know, gambling being intrude, intruding upon college sports. But recently, this last couple of weeks, what we're seeing is a lot of a lot of players getting caught up. Players, and not even just players. I should also include um, program like employees of uh, programs mm-hmm. and universities getting caught up in gambling on sports. Maybe not even their sports that they are playing, but uh, NCAA sports. And I wonder, do you view this as a problem that we're having in college sports? Because like one of the things that's important in particularly college sports and the idea of fairness and integrity of the game and these things is that you know that portion of that integrity um and we're seeing that more and more people are getting caught up in the situation where they are betting on sports yeah pandora's box has been open that's where i go with this because when you look at the revenue associated with you know the fan duels of the world the you know DraftKings, all the things that are pouring money into all of this and ensuring we know that college sports is big business. So when you start mixing big business of college sports with the aspect of gambling, there could be some nefarious action happening because the money is too enticing. And the ability for these players or coaches or whomever to participate, it's there. So, you know, I don't, I hate to be rules and regulations guy on the program, but at some point, some of this has to be measured out better to Give some kind of oversight here because when does the line get drawn? Well, the tough thing about oversight is like the NCAA has been low on uh, people, on bodies in enforcement for a long time. And I don't trust the NCAA in particularly to provide that oversight. Well, that this is one of the things that I imagine that they would be big on oversight on because the reason why people enjoy sports is that when they feel like it is not being rigged, when they mm-hmm. feel like it, the the ground is fair. Now, the interesting thing about it is you went to a place that I think a lot of people have gone to, which is enforcement, right? You've got to carry a big stick on this. The thing that I always think about is why do you think so many of these people are gambling on sports, right? Like there's proximity to the information, yeah, clearly. 
the idea that there's money to be made, and I don't know necessarily that this is operating simply from a place of greed. I think one thing you also have to pay attention to is like, hey, man, this this is happening from a lot of people that can't make their own money. There is some of that. Because and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do the woe is woe are these people. But I do think that that's an interesting portion of this. When you look up, there's so much money in this and you go, well, I mean, if I'm not if I feel like I'm being undervalued because whatever that is. Yeah. Now you're in a place where I can see how someone looks up and goes, well, I'm going to make a little extra money with what I have available to me. Because now we're getting into the haves and the have-nots of college sports. And the haves who are able to secure NIL deals, be able to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. There are many others that cannot do the same. So if there is an opportunity to profit off of some of this, how can they do it to be able to be in a place where they're making some of that money as well? And maybe the idea of financial gain and incentive through possible you know, activities. Right will always be there. That's why if it's not the NCAA, there maybe has to be a third party of some sort that comes in, either provides suggestions or comes in as the regulatory entity right. that handles some of this because I don't trust the NCAA and the powers that be based on some of their own uh, agendas to be able to act in a way that allows this to be merited out yeah. much better. And I also, again, I don't want to make it seem like, hey, man, these guys or these guys and girls are just like, oh, we need some extra money in our pockets, mm-hmm. right? And I also don't want to pretend like this is something that's entirely new. As brought up, and this is a very good point, by JuvieJuice98 on the Twitch chat, um, point shaving and uh, fight fixing and things have been a thing since forever, right? Sure. It's particularly even in college sports, right? Easier to pinpoint now with the you know digital things that we have, which mm-hmm. is what we're talking about here, right? Like um, there are. This is how we knew about um, the baseball coach at Alabama. This is. I'm pretty sure this is how um, some of the players at Iowa State were found out. They can use geolocation with some of these digital means of betting. Um, and you can also, like, when we talk about the his- historical nature of it, I can point you to a whole bunch of times where college sports and gambling and, pri- and you know, point point shaving and fixing has occurred, and you don't have to look any further than uh, the movie Goodfellas, <laughs> right? Henry yeah. Hill, the the player, or the player, the mobster that um, that film is based off of, that Ray Liotta's uh, playing in that film actually was involved in some point shaving with Boston College in the 70s. Right? Like that was a big scandal. So like these things are not these things are not entirely new. The thing that I think makes this more more of an issue is that there's more money available on these things and again, I do want to point back to the idea that these guys are not, or these players I should say in all these places are not making a ton of money because what happens when the money is so big and some person from the outside comes in and is like, I can offer you this amount of money. All you got to do, make sure y'all win by only uh, by less than five. Right? Like the integrity then, it, it can be a little bit wavering. And I'm not trying to say that if they were paying, being paid their accurate value, that that would not be a possibility. I do, I do wonder like how that goes. It's not, not going to be an easy problem. And it's going to be something that's very important for the NCAA to um, get tightened up and I'm sure they are they're taking it very seriously because of that because again when we talk about the gambling and the way that it's being become more and more entrenched with sports in this in America making sure that everything has the appearance of being on the up and up or even in fact is on the up and up is tant- is paramount I should say um, to making sure that all this stuff goes right 
So get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we go around the association. Luca makes history. And is J.J. Reddick serious about this? Next on the Get Right. This segment of The Fan is brought to you by Frankel & Frankel. Life is unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel & Frankel are the go-to attorneys for the car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, contact Frankel & Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214-817-333-3333. What y'all really want? I'm sorry. I don't know why. I think it was because me and KG were just having a very impassioned, that's right, uh, deep conversation, and then DMX goes off <laughs> to start the segment. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, rest in peace to DMX. That's right. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey at the Detroit.com text line 877-81-105. They're going to go around the association here in just a moment where Luca made history tonight for your Dallas Mavericks at Kevin Gray Sports at Reginald. I don't know why I keep saying your full name is your Twitter handle, and it's not that. Let me change it. At, no, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> at Reg. At I'm Azula. just trying to make you right. I'm trying no, to help. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry because I've been wrong now twice trying to do that. Uh, we'll go inside the gray area coming up here in 14 minutes. It's already that time? Uh, just about where Costco is going to be rejoicing over this particular development. They always keep the cost low. Uh, by the way, you'll appreciate this reference. Or this, uh, what I'm about to say, I just have two words for you. Okay. Janelle Monet. Mm, I, I know ex- I know precisely. And brother. That's all I got. Buddy. To, that's all I got to say. Buddy. About, yeah. Woo. That's all I got to say all about right. that. Let's go around the association here on this Wednesday night. The all-NBA teams have been announced, and your Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic has made history. Luka Doncic tonight for the fourth consecutive season is all NBA Mm. first team. That's right. Joining Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shout out to him. Uh, Who else here? Joel Embiid, the NBA's MVP, of course. Jason Tatum. And the only first teamer to get all 100 first place votes. Giannis, unanimous first team All NBA selection. His seventh such selection in his illustrious career. But uh, congratulations to Luca. Just imagine the start to his career now. Four consecutive first team All NBA selections. Yep. Tying Dirk Nowitzki for the most in franchise history already. Rookie of the year, perennial MVP candidate. Um, but I think for some people, a little surprising that he made first-team All-NBA, despite the fact that he averaged 32 points, right. nearly nine rebounds, and over eight assists per game. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the the question, and he was the lowest of the folks, you know, the points getters who were in the first team. 
I think the disappointing season that was there uh, for the for the Mavericks absolutely hit him the hardest. Um, it was just it was we were there, right? Like you were all there. Yeah. Like I don't really want to have to go back through it because I'm sure you heard it in my voice. It started bringing my mood down, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't want to do that to you. The question I ask, because um, we're still in a place where uh, all and all NBA is based on positions. There's two guards, there's two forwards, and a center. Joel Embiid is the first-team center. Nikola Jokic is now on the second team simply because he can't be. there can't be two first-team centers, and they gave Joel Embiid the MVP this year, so it would make sense that he would be first-team. That's right. Um, if we do this as positionless basketball, which it does seem like we will be doing here in a season or two, how do you think that the first team shakes out? How would you organize this? Uh, Giannis and Joel Embiid make it regardless. Yep. I think I, I agree personally. Uh, so for me, if it was positionless this season, I would have Giannis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, those three for sure. Tatum got 92 first place votes, by the way. Yeah, I would probably have Tatum and then Stephen Curry would be my. Interesting. Yeah. I know. And that's no disrespect to Donovan Mitchell because he was incredible. Or Shea Gilgis Alexander. Or SGA. But, okay. I mean. Are you letting postseason now affect the way that you view this? Because that's the tough part about this. This is a regular season award, and I think they vote for it during the regular season or towards the end of the regular season. They do. Um, but for as incredible as you know SGA was, they still finished under 500. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the the position of the team does affect the way that you view this? Yeah, I think okay. minute, at least for me, you got to have your first team selections affecting winning. Luca, as spectacular as he was, I mean, team finished under five hundred. I just want you to know what I could do right now. You I'm could. not going to do it. You go ahead and do it. No, go I'm not going to do no, it. No, go ahead. No, no, I already did it earlier. I got one in me. Oh, okay. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Okay. Um, right. No, I, I think I agree with you up to a point. I, I wouldn't put Steph in there. Um, but you, you, you'd have Donovan in there? No, I'd have Shea in there. I thought Shea was okay. fantastic this year. Yeah, he was phenomenal. But I mean, like, at that point, we're picking we're picking nits at this point. Yeah. Like those, mm-hmm. These are all incredible <laughs> players. Good. I like what you did there. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, I, I, I just thought that would be an interesting thought process now. Um, John Morant did not make he's, Ooh, he's, he's in other receiving votes and the question I want to ask you because like all NBA's distinction dis, uh, changes whether you can get a max contract or a super max contract if you get an all NBA and your rookie contract you would then be eligible for a super max is it one or is it multiple it's one right yes you have to make an all NBA okay team, yes if John Morant had made all NBA here he would have been eligible for a a really big uh, extension. What's the max on the super max for him? Uh, Two hundred thirty three million dollars. Now that he did not make All NBA, he can make what up to like one ninety one ninety four. All right. If you're the Memphis Grizzlies, are you happy or upset about that? Because you're the player that you you know are probably going to try and build your team around. You know, is not getting the you know the love, and you're not getting that like assurance that we could pay him. Well, you could still pay him more than anybody, but like that you could really put all that money in there. Or are you happy you saved a little bit, considering that Memphis is not one of these like giant uh, pocket organizations, and they you know they're not a big ticket city. So like the idea that we want to keep him in house, and if it helps your bottom line a little bit, that actually could be helpful. Yeah, but my goodness, man, this is and this was a topic of conversation when Morant got suspended was, oh, how does his 
this affect his ability to possibly make an All NBA team because he's not going to be around. That's one of the things a lot of people, a lot of people thought he was coming back when he did, just because they were like, "We got to get you in here and play basketball, see if we can get you on these on these All NBA teams." And it did not work out for John Morant. So yeah, he's going to be missing out on a lot of cash because of it. Um, but obviously, when you look at some of the other players that did make the other NBA teams this year, all NBA teams. Uh, congratulations to a guy like Demonis Sabonis. He was a uh, third team all NBA Incredible this season. year. Yeah. Uh, he and De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings both made it. Damian Lillard, Julius Randle, and LeBron James also making all NBA third team. That's crazy to think that LeBron James in year 20 at the age of 38 still considered one of the 15 best players in all of the NBA by virtue of his uh, All-NBA selection. The All-NBA second team, Nikola Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Stephen Curry, Jimmy Butler, and Jalen Brown. And, of course, as we mentioned, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, SGA, and Luka, your first team. The Knicks did stave off elimination tonight Save. as they got the win in Game 5. They are now down three games to two in their best-of-seven series. They get the 112-103 win over the Miami Heat. Jalen Brunson... 38 points tonight. That's what's necessary. On 12 of 22 from the field, Jimmy Butler just 19 points in the loss. But Jalen Brunson doing exactly what he had to do to help his team extend the series at least one more game. JJ Redick, have you seen this news today? Yes, and I have been I've been waiting, baby. Oh, well. I saw. Oh, nah. They, I set myself up for that. Uh-huh, uh, Nick Nurse was fired by the uh, Toronto Raptors after a very lackluster season where they're kind of in this this midway point of where are they going? They've got a lot of young. Your ass, Nick. A t- <laughs> lot of young talent, but it's not come together in a way after that 2019 championship. Bring with Kawhi Leonard. Um, now they're in a place where they need to figure out who their next head coach is. And apparently, we learned today, former Dallas Maverick, <laughs> J.J. <laughs> I know, it makes me laugh too. That's right. 50-year NBA vet, J.J. Redick interviewed for that job. Isn't it's he a, the guy on 2K? Uh, is he? Is he on 2K? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Good for J.J. Who is, he's pivoted pretty nicely into media. He does first take with uh with Stephen A. Smith and people be giving him all these congratulations because he'd be going at the way that uh, Stephen A. Smith and Chris Madrot and Dog Russo, the way that they do TV. Um, he's had the the podcast and it seemed like he fit pretty comfortably there. But now apparently he's interviewing for NBA jobs that he is. Uh, he's not been a coach. He's not been an assistant or any of that. And On I any th- level. Did anybody learn? We didn't learn our lesson behind just throwing dudes in as uh, head coaches. We didn't learn that. Okay, it's it's so hit or miss with that though, because who was hired off of television and is currently who, Steve Kerr. That's right. Steve Kerr was in an organization. No, I'm saying, but like he was he was with the Suns. Yeah, he was hired off the broadcast yeah. at the Suns. I hear you, but, but had never been a head coach of any kind. He had been an assistant GM or maybe even a GM at some point. Like he has been in an organization, and even then, like that was a team that was a what was a 50 win Warriors team, and he came in and he made this work. But that also to me, like. I, understandably, it worked, right? Like, I don't want to – I've been trying to knock that down. Let me not knock it down. It worked. Are we then going to base all of our decisions based off the anomaly? Because that feels like the anomaly. Well, because it could go the other way when you don't necessarily hire a guy off of television but hire a coach who's never had coaching experience, Brooklyn, because <laughs> the whole Steve Nash Which experiment. Which one? I'm going to go with Steve Nash on this one. Oh, uh, you don't want to get too close to home? I mean, 
we don't have to do that right now. Okay, I was just I was I figured that's where you're going. I just wanted to make clear. He's been dunked on enough this season. Shout out to Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes it works, Steve Kerr. Sometimes it doesn't, Steve Nash. But JJ Reddick, come on, man. What are we doing here? Also, what are we doing here? I just am always fascinated by the folks that are like really hope. And I get it, right? People, people can like and love what they want and want to do what they want. I just never get the fascination behind. I need to go be an NBA coach or like a coach in any of these leagues, especially with free money on television. The broadcast, like, like the way that Sean Payton got himself on a TV and was like, "But I still want to go back to coach." And I'm like, "Why? This schedule is so much better. They give you all this money, hey man. Especially in the NBA. What? I, and I understand JJ Reddick's not gonna kick it like this, but if you some of these cats, you could just say anything. <laughs> Sean Payton's a particular breed, though. Like he he's about that. That grind of they all you know, coach, you know, that kind of thing. They all are. They're all so dedicated to the game. And again, I, I have a certain level of respect for it. At the same time, there's so much money and it's so much easier here. Yes. Why are you trying so hard? Yes. You just take just take the money that ESPN want to give you, JJ. Just just take it. Um, but yeah, that I thought that was bizarre to say the least, that JJ Reddick's out here already interviewing for head coaching jobs. I think Toronto's just doing a I think part of why they may have brought him in is just to kind of get some of his basketball thought. Like, hey, you know, what what, what do you think about Doesn't he drop that weekly on the old man and the three? I mean, that's true. But why not? That's a trip around the association here on the uh, on the get right. Apparently, my doppelganger is now available for a five-year, $295 million extension. Oh, Jalen Brown? Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, so th- that's actually going to make it really interesting for the Celtics because our, mm. do, you, do you feel like it's smart to give Jalen Brown the $300 million when you also got uh, Jason Tatum coming up next Ooh. next offseason? <laughs> Just all the money in those two? Good luck with that, Brad Stevens. Good luck with that. Uh, 32-28 at the end of one. Golden State up by four on the Los Angeles Lakers at the end of the first quarter. Coming up next here, we go inside the gray area. Where there is no gray area, Costco fans rejoice because of this food court development. What? Next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right, Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Regal Mendoza holding it down for you. Here, a little return of the Mac here on this Wednesday night as we get ready to go inside the gray area where, of course, there is no gray area. You can let that breathe for a second. Let that breathe for a second. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, if you want to get at us on Twitter. We are live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam. And on YouTube at 105 through the fan on YouTube, where apparently I'm sitting next to Jalen Brown's doppelganger. All right. Uh, Reginald Adams. Yeah, pe- people often said, hey, you you look like Jalen Brown. I was like, I don't know about that. I mean, you low-key giving me Jimmy Butler vibe, too, because I I, I know you'll get down, mm-hmm. and I feel like you and Jimmy Butler would have yourselves a good old time together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler from Tomball now, you know, not 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 quite Houston, <laughs> not quite Houston, close, but not 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 no cigar, but uh, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's some somewhat an inspiration for obviously not everybody, people that aren't watching that are just mm-hmm. listening won't know. Uh, I got my hair braided up, and so that's that's some of this, but yeah, I bra- I got the hair braided up, and I looked myself in the mirror, I was like, damn, I am definitely not beating the Jalen Brown accusations because <laughs> the head shape kind of do look a little bit like that, huh? 
Let me find out LeBron out here won the knockdown threes tonight because he's hit a couple of three-pointers here uh, in the second quarter as the Lakers and the Warriors are in the middle of game number five. Warriors up by a point with 847 left in the uh, second quarter. But LeBron's knocked down a couple threes in the last couple of possessions for the Lakers as they're trying to eliminate the Golden State Warriors tonight in San Francisco. If the Warriors do win, though, they extend this series and it goes back to the City of Angels for game number six. But right now, though, let's go inside the gray area where, of course, there is no gray area. Wow, okay. Nate Robinson now, Theo Pinson. Just the text line is now just my supposed doppelgangers. Go ahead and text that in. 877-881-1053. Yeah, Nate Robinson, I'm not. Yeah, no, they changed it. uh, Nate Burleson, they said, actually. Okay, I could see. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's that's appropriate. All right. Yep, I got it. So, what do you think about the Theo Pinson? Yes, no, no, no. Okay, no. they were sp- they're pretty spot on with the Nate Burleson one. All right, keep sending them. KG will determine if you are right or wrong. Uh, shout out to you, Reds, for fixing the Twitch stream. I I I just let the appropriate people know. That's all. <laughs> just an intermediary. Uh, the headline goes like this, gentlemen. Costco fans are rejoicing over a major food court development. Yeah, I need to know what this is because don't they already sell the pizza for like 35 cents? Are they going to give it for free now? I don't understand. What do you mean food court development? Well, it doesn't have to do with the pizza in this particular case. So it's been 30 years since the first Costco opened for business in Seattle. I did not know they started in Seattle. Didn't either. And of course, they have gained a massive legion of loyal customers and fans yeah because the piece is 35 cents <laughs> and pretty good as well that's right that's pretty good they do it right sam's pizza at costco both yes uh yes you yes. would be surprised how recently i went to sam's just to get some pizza and i'm not talking about like the whole thing i, I ain't go get the whole i got i went and got a slice <laughs> and a pretzel mind your business okay well this has to do with not the pizza, but the uh, the hot dog and soda combination. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, same concept, but okay. Mm-hmm. Are they making that cheaper? Well, Are we going depression era? Well, no. It's going to stay $1.50. Okay. I was like, here's a nickel. Give me a hot dog. Like, I thought that's where we were going. But $1.50 is not bad at all for, for a hot dog and a drink. Well, that's because uh, in no small part thanks to the former CEO who apparently once threatened to murder someone Yes, floated the idea of hiking the price. Yes. And what a business visionary, right? Because, like, <laughs> they don't make money on that. I mean, I'm no, sure it's, it's very evident, right, if you have any semblance of understanding of, like, what food costs are and, you know, what money is. They don't make money on that, but they understand having this level of, a, like, having this thing as, as appealing We'll get people in the door and we'll engender brand loyalty. I mean, hell, I was just talking about Sam's and Costco based off of the food. Like, there's no reason for me to be like, I'm going up for these companies. But, you know, when you keep the cost low, people people rock with it. Well, Costco has traditionally offered customers a chance to take their hot dogs to the next level by hitting the condiment station that used, uh, that used to feature a magical machine capable of dispensing Freshly diced onions. What? With a few turns of a crank. I don't know who's putting onions on the hot dog, but whatever. Oh, you, you, 
I've heard of it. I, I personally am not I've never done fond that. of it. I'll do I've relish. Yeah, relish is a good one. Yeah, relish is fine, but onions, no. Um, however, that wondrous piece of technology disappeared from the food court at the start of the pandemic. This is all about onions. Which means... You per- let me go on and on about the food costs, and you was talking about some onions? I mean... Oh, my God. Which means Kirkland brand devotees have been deprived of the chance to get their onion on for three years. Thankfully, though, the takeout reports that National Nightmare is on the verge of coming to an end as a Reddit user recently shared a picture snapped inside a Costco location somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, teasing the imminent return of the diced onions. There is a slight catch, though. What do you slight catch? Mm hmm. What? How do you how is there a catch with onions as the machine? Are they grilled? As the machine that formerly dispensed them may have become a COVID casualty, when you consider it appears the onions will only be served up in plastic cups handed out upon uh, request. Okay. People was really that excited about the onion cutting machine. Hey all, man, sometimes it's all about convenience, man. Sometimes it's just it's fun to remember the things that like will catch your attention. Really, sometimes it's less, it's the small things in life. I guess. I guess that's the the takeaway we should have. It's just the small things in life. You know, sometimes you just need to delight in seeing an onion cutting machine, you know? Out of the, I didn't see this happening on my 2023 bingo card. Oh, God. There's so many different things. Where are you going? The headline goes like this. Tom Cruise. Okay. Is reportedly putting on the full court press. Yes. To date, a tax evader. I don't understand the sentence you just put together. Uh, her name is Shakira. Is she a tax evader? I've forgotten about that. <laughs> you trying to date Shakira? Well, I, I mean, like, not that that's an absurd. So let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, brother. I like. I understand, but also, um, well, hey, good for him trying to date someone age appropriate. Well. You know what though? That, that's not in, even true. In 2023, that's as far as like, Latino and who they're who Latinos and who they're dating, it doesn't look, surprise me anymore. Bad Bunny's dating Kendall Jenner, so it doesn't surprise me anymore. Oh, when did that happen? Oh, it's it's been happening for a little bit. Oh, word! Shout Good out word. to hey, shout out to Bad Bunny by the way. My man put on a hell of a show in Puerto Rico at WWE Backlash. Dude, the Star. song he came out to. Okay, there are some crowds that are hot. Oh my God, Tom Cruise is sixty. I don't forgot. That's right. Good God. Uh, Leave her alone. And there are some crowds that are, job. <laughs> that are white hot. That Puerto Rico crowd was white hot for Bad Bunny on uh, his San Juan street fight that he had with Damian Priest. But after being spotted with her at the Miami Flor- Formula One Grand Prix over the weekend, did you see all the stars hanging out at the uh, yes, Grand Prix? That's that's Formula One. Like, that's the funniest thing. It's hot ta- out here in those streets, man. I was talking about it this weekend. It's kind of amazing that, like, racing fans – have two different lanes. You got F1, which is like, and it's racing, right? Yes. F1. Wildly rich, expensive folks. Like, if you look at the advertisers, entirely different market than NASCAR, right? That's right. Both of these. Different clientele. Racing. Entirely different clientele. (laughs) Um, So, yes, no, I definitely saw the folks that were at F1, and it was star-studded, one might say. But I get you, Tom Cruise. You also saw that news about Shakira breaking up with old boy. And was like, you know what? I might have a shot here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Sometimes you got to strike while the iron's hot.
Um, but yeah, over the weekend, he was hanging out um, or trying to put on the full court press, apparently, to charm uh, Shakira, the 60-year-old, of course, and star of Top Gun Maverick. Good film. According to a new report from Page Six, Cruz is, quote, extremely interested in pursuing Shakira. Same dog. Uh, who recently split from her longtime partner, uh, Gerard Peek. PK. PK, I'm sorry. Yeah, who was out? Who had who had some other heifer? Whoa, eating, oh, eating, wow. Eating Shakira's wow. jelly and marmalade. Wow. Wow. You can't just bring random ladies in here eating Shakira's marmalade? Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you insane? Oh, man. And these Latino women, they they investigators. They're private investigators. Yeah, she. I mean, mm. the investigation wasn't too difficult. Shakira was like, hey, Gerard, you don't be eating this marmalade. Why is it half eaten? <laughs> Where did it all go? I love this. The source who spoke to Page Six also said that, quote, there is chemistry between the two who were seen hanging all together right. at the F1 event in Miami on Sunday. Following the event, Cruz reportedly sent Shakira flowers. Quote, this isn't fun. Shakira needs a soft pillow to fall on. And that could be Tom. Does Tom Cruise not have any game? Because that's what this feels like. Why do I know about this? Says our source, adding that Cruise has the benefit of being, quote, <laughs> a nice looking guy and he is talented. The source also cracked and she isn't taller than him. End quote. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm excited for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and Part 2 that's uh, being filmed currently right now. Um, All the best to the possible Tom Cruise-Shakira relationship. (laughs) Rodrigo said no. Oh, you a hater? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big hate over here. Be that. Wow. Be that. Unapologetically be that. Uh, And I can't end this uh, particular version of the gray area without sending uh, continued thoughts and prayers to uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. um, Who is continuing to deal with has what has been termed an undisclosed uh, medical event Mm -hmm. um, that he remains in the hospital for. So I saw a report today that his family is, quote, um, preparing for the worst, end quote. Yeah. To which I say, now hold on now. Um Jamie Jamie still got a lot to give us and more importantly for his family has a lot more life to live and um yeah, thoughts and prayers continue for Jamie Fox and hopefully he can can pull through cuz that would be just inc- incredibly sad. Um if we lost Jamie Fox way too soon. So thoughts and prayers to him and his family. That's a little inside the gray area here on the get right as LeBron continues to knock down three-pointers. Who does he think he is right now? He got that ugly, you know, the ugly scowl face on when he's out here like, oh, I'm on one tonight. And so far, he's got 17 in the first half for the Lakers. Coming up next on the get right, we get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Wednesday night, how the Knicks save their season at least for one more night. We'll talk about it next on 105 Through the Fam. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.